today on Commitment to Truth. In other words, have you ever been to that place that God does that thing for you and then you forget? And one of the ways that you can tell is that when one forgets is this, that you stop doing and behaving in a way that you did and behave prior to God moving. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move, God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is He really not moving? Could it be that He desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. You see, we should be blessing God for what He gives us. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 10. It says this, <clears throat> For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of streams of water, of fountains and springs, and flowing out in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you uh, will eat food without shortage. Can you imagine that? No grocery store at all. Food without shortage, in which you will not lack anything. A land whose, whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. Provisions from the land, wealth in the land. When you have eaten and are satisfied, instead of forgetting him, you should be doing what? We should be doing what? You should bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Have you ever been there? In other words, have you ever been to that place that God does that thing for you? And then you forget? I think we, we all do that periodically. And one of the ways that you can tell, this is what I've personally learned in my life and the life of others, is you know talking to a lot of people in ministry, through ministry, is that... A telltale sign of when one forgets is, is this, that you stop doing and behaving in a way that you did and behave prior to God moving. Let me give you an example. You have prayer and you're just on your knees crying out to God. Oh, God, help me, 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 help me. He helps you eventually. Then you stop coming to prayer. Or it goes like this. You're praying that God moves in your life. And you say, okay, God, I'm praying that you just, you know, somehow give me a job that provides all of my needs. And somehow he miraculously does that. And then that before you know it, that job and that employee starts saying, hey, by the way, can you... Can you work some overtime? 
And then you, then you start calculating that overtime is like twice your pay. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, then if I work overtime, then I can do this and I can do this and do this. And then you are missing an action at church. You stop serving. You stop worshiping because you got what you wanted. Now, truth be told, some of us do it unintentionally. We just drift. You know why? It's because the voice of your boss can be louder than the voice of God. It's not clearer, but it's louder. In other words, they're in your face. They're in your ear. And they're saying things like, hey, you're so important to the organization. You know, I can't. You're my best. And you're. You know, I can't do this without you. And, you know, hey. And you start feeling like you're obligated to that person. Then you're missing an action. Telltale sign. You, you know. When God moves for you. Don't forget them because it's easy for all of us to drift. Don't forget that we've never earned anything. Number five, our second for today, you find in Deuteronomy chapter nine, uh, verses three through six. So beware, aware today. That it is the Lord your God who is crossing over ahead of you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and he will subdue them before you so that you may drive them out and eliminate them quickly just as the Lord has spoken to you. Do not say in your heart when the Lord your God has driven them away from you because of my righteousness. The Lord has brought me in to take possession of this land. Rather, it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is disposing them before you. Is it not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you are going in to take possession of the land? But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God is driving them out from before you in order to confirm the oath which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Listen to what he says in verse 9, please. Now, know this. Know then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God has given you this good land to possess. For you are a stubborn people. Anybody stubborn in here? I know I, I put two hands up for myself. Very stubborn. So we can kind of just put ourselves right in this whole narrative. We are a stubborn people. Now, again, we're probably quite better off than we used to be, right? We're probably more righteous than we used to be. You know, hopefully we are, right? That you're not the same person you were a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, or years ago, right? So there is some righteousness that is existing in us, but, but is our righteousness good enough? And that's why our second point here of today is this. We should never forget that our performance is not good enough. 
that we cannot perform good enough to move the heart of God. Now, stay with me today because it's going to lead to something. Because <laughs> you're like, dang, I can't work, I can't perform, I can't. <laughs> it's like, this is, what a way to end the sermon series, right? <laughs> but, but it's important to realize these things because the, the, the scriptures are true. It's what it is. It's, it's, we need to know, it's almost like God has to break us down to then say, okay, now let me build you up. Because we are wired in a way that it is all about performance. That's why he says, it's by grace you've been saved, not by your works, lest any man should boast. Again, if we were just like, hey, we're going to do this, 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 and we nailed it all, where does God fit fit in in all of this? What is his power, his glory, his, you know, his influence you know, fit in all of this. If if we were saved by works and saved by being good and saved by performance and right, where does he fit in? So what you're really seeing, I believe, is God really keeping us balanced to a point that I believe, you you know, when it comes, the gospel is clear. You're saved by the finished work of Jesus Christ. It is nothing you can ever, 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 ever do. You can't be good enough. You can't know enough Bible, you can, you can save enough people to earn your way in. Period. And we all need to know that. But similarly, we want God to move in other areas in our lives. There's a similar parallel. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Hello, my name is Norberto Colon Jr., and I'm a ministry leader for the worship ministry at Commitment Church, a place for all nations. I would like to personally invite you to come to one of our events this month. For the latest events, you can visit commitmentchurch.org events. And if you and your family are looking for a church, we're here on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. So it's not about performance. So that's why you look at verse 5 real quickly. It says, it is not for your righteousness righteousness, or for the uprightness of your heart. There are two important words here. Righteousness, right actions, right attitude, as expected from both God and people when they judge. So think about that. So no matter if I have the right attitude and I do the right actions, that still will not be good enough for the goodness of God. Uprightness, evenness. Think about that. I'm sure in this room today, there's, there's probably more, there's some even people and there's some uneven people, you know, steady people that don't, they're not moved by much. Understand what happens with us. Typically, the ones who are even kill looks at the people who aren't and says, something's wrong with you. And then those who aren't as even kill looks back at the ones who are even kill and says, oh, you just think you're better than me. You, you don't, you're not sin. You don't have sin. Right. So 
when you look at all of the way we will act and we respond to all this, it makes total sense why God says, nah, I can't judge it on that. I can't judge it on that. Because you'll walk around judging each other. Well, see, the reason why, you know, you know, you're having all those problems in your life is because you're not even, you're not good with God. And I'm sure you've heard some of that conversation before in the church. Well, the reason why, you know, they were in a car accident is because he, he must have some sin in his life. Huh? No, we're just in a fallen world. How do you know? How are you going to judge that person's heart? You don't even know what's going on in that person's heart. Only God knows that person's heart. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, oh, you know, that can't, that's the third death in their family. Oh, you know, they must be something's going on. <laughs> you know, and we, well, you know, something must be wrong. And that's why this ain't happening. And then on the flip side, oh, the reason why this is happening is because I'm checking all these boxes. So God is like, nope, nope, nope. And that's why he says he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. That he will bless that sinner who hates him, who despises him, and who loves the world. And you wonder why they're succeeding. And I can't even answer the question. Well, the only way I can answer the question is some way, somehow, even that sinner is going to bring glory to the living God. That we don't even know how. So, yeah. Evenness, to stay on the straight path, one's moral compass, ethics, our code of conduct, that it's not based on any of that. He's saying. See, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 through 20 says this. You know, when God says it, he will do it. It says, God is not a man that he shall lie, nor a son of man that he would change his mind. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Hasn't he spoken? it? Will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless when he has blessed, I cannot revoke it. In other words, when God is doing something, no man can reverse it. Because it is what God wants to do. We never earn. We'll never perform enough. Lastly, this is what we should never forget, church. If you walk away and only remember this, you remember the right thing. <laughs> you should never forget God's love remains his motive. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave us what we needed before we even deserved it and knew we even needed it. That same salvation message is the same principle that parallels every other move of God in our lives. Love. He loves us enough to say, I can't give it to you. Sorry. 
because I know what it'll do to you. I know what it'll do to my reputation. I love you enough that I can't do it now. Because you'll be too full of yourselves. I love you enough that I will do it at the right time, at the right pace. So it does not affect your relationship with me. And again, I believe if any, any parent applies that to their parental skills, you'll get it. Because there's some things you just don't give your child because you know it will destroy them. It's not because you don't love them. It's because why don't you give your children candy every night <laughs> besides the dental bill, right? Because you know it will have some adverse effect in, in, their, in their body. You just don't do that because you know what is going to happen to them. It's because of love. It's not because they don't like you. It's because of love. Why would a parent, you know, wear holes in their shoes, but make sure that their child doesn't have holes in their shoes? Because of love. That they would do whatever in their power to provide for that child. That's just what it's all about with God. It's love. So, so if he's not moving the way you want him to move, it's because of love. When he moves as he desires to move, it's because of love. Now, when he moves like he wants to move in our lives because of love, we can then make it anything besides what? Love. Because I believe in that whole waiting period, love is being massaged in our hearts, in minds, in our souls. Because to stay in this game called Christianity, and I use that loosely, to stay steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the good work of the Lord, it has to be because of love. How much you love him and how much you understand he loves you. The motives are pure. The motives are pure. That's how you maintain pure motives and in, in the Lord is, God, the only reason why I do that I do is because I love you. And your love for me, my love for you, starts to somehow create this compelling love for other people. We, we love because he first. Once we get that part together with he and I, then it just starts oozing out uncontrollably to other people. It's about love. Sent his son because he loves you. Not because you earn it. Not because you deserve it. Not because we're good enough. Salvation. To all who will believe. The precious gifts, you know, the magnificent moves of God that he gives beyond that and above that. It's because of love. And love alone. Love has a way of stabilizing people, right? Love has a way of causing us to be all bent out of shape. 
But when you know that you know that you know someone loves you, man, life is good. It's not about what's in your bank account, right? It's not about, you know, what's on the table. It's, I know my family loves me and I love them. We're good. Thank you again for listening to our series, Please Move God, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the conclusion of our series, Please Move God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.